0: Friday night. It's 11:05 ish. That must mean it is time for Smack Talk here on the Wrestle Binge by Sportskeeda YouTube channel and the Sportskeeda Wrestling Facebook channel. We got SP3. We got Dutch Mantel and uh, the boys were were talking before we we came on the air. Backstage, they're fired up. SP3 hated pretty much everything he saw on the on air tonight, and he's uh, he's ready and raring to rip into everything. Dutch, how are you doing tonight? Oh uh, Well, I'm doing fine,
2: but I had a very like stressful
0: week. Yeah, before, before we dive into all of that, we, we definitely want to get, uh, before we dive into everything with the shows, I mean, we wanted to get an update from you on uh, uh, your good friend, uh, Jerry the King Lawler, who had a uh, a rough week this week, obviously.
2: Well, I was sitting around, I think it was Monday, and I started reading that Jerry Lawler had had a stroke. And I went, what the hell? And then i investigated it and and it was true uh at the stroke wasn't true at the time could have been a heart attack at the time so i got to it into it and the the sheets reported that uh he was found face down in his driveway of his condo in fort myers well that's not true he wasn't found face down and i'll tell you the story And I have said time and time again through the years, Baller is the luckiest bastard I've ever known in my life because he missed a car wreck where it killed everybody in the car. And in the seventies, he was supposed to be in there, but he wasn't. Then he had uh, a heart attack on raw, right? 2012. And we all thought he was going to die. That was in Canada. Was that in Canada?
0: SB3, I don't remember. Where but
2: anyway, he dodged the bullet then. Then in 2018, he had a mini stroke again or something. And then this one. So what happened was, and I, I was talking to his son, Kevin. I said, what, what happened? Was he found face down? He said, no, where did you hear that? I said, well, that's what Meltzer and all those damn experts are predicting. He said he was found face down. This is what happened. He was, he was at his condo. He, that was Monday. He was by himself. His girlfriend hadn't come down from Memphis yet. She was coming in the next day. And he went outside, got on his moped or something to, like oh. a candy, to a candy shop. You there? Yeah, yeah. Keep going. You're good. And when he walked in, they the people said that he looked a little unsteady. Yeah. So they got to watching him, and he paid for his purchase. And then the woman there, who was the daughter of the guy who owned the shop, She looked at him and she knew exactly what was happening. She knew he was having a stroke because guess what she is? She's a nurse. And guess where she works? She works at the hospital that specializes in stroke patients. Now, is that lucky or not? I Uh, mean, how many people have a heart attack or a stroke with medical personnel standing right next to them? Very, very few. So he went in and it was determined that it was a stroke. Uh, they kept him, you know, several days. But I talked to him, I think, Tuesday or Wednesday. I talked to him because his son, Kevin, said, my dad wants to talk to you. Uh, and he sounded okay. He still had some words that he couldn't grab a hold of. But they tell me that's, that he can regain the use of that. He was paralyzed on his left side, and he was regaining, you know, movement in his arms and legs, and actually, he he looked pretty good. So they were supposed to release him next Monday. He was released today. Wow. About 2 or or 3 o'clock this afternoon. But he can't leave Florida because he can't be cleared to fly the drive just too much, just like uh, 900 or 1,000 miles but they can't clear him to fly until he gets, you know, doctor's clearance. So he will stay in Florida for the time being, undergo uh, rehab in his condo till he's cleared to fly, then he'll go back home. And, you know, I don't have a lot of close friends in the wrestling business. and but But Lawler is kind of the guy that I've known the whole time I've been in the business. And another thing, we have the same birthday the same year and it's un it's it's unbelievable our our connection but but he is better and i think they expect him to fully recover
0: that's good
2: so good that good is, for him
0: yeah no that's that's good to hear and obviously we continue uh to wish nothing but the uh the best as far as his health is concerned that's just absolutely nuts that he just happens to run into a nurse that specializes well years years
2: ago I was telling somebody he was supposed to be in a car, or did I already say that? He was supposed to yeah, be yeah. in a car with Sam Bass. You can look it up. And he was supposed to be in that car and three people got killed. And that was the first time he and he other things, I mean I don't I can't think of them right now, but he's lucky in other things. So but good for him for being lucky because he's still with us.
0: Absolutely. All right. So uh awkward transition time. Let's roll into uh, Smackdown <laughs> here, gentlemen. Oh okay. now let's get yeah, let's get into there's, the show. There's a smooth way let's, to get let's, into let's this.
2: Just knock, let's just knock everything we can.
0: Well, we'll we'll start with the thing that carried the show tonight, and we all agreed in that in our little uh, powwow before we came on the air tonight, and that is this this bloodline story that just continues to be uh, absolute artwork, uh, on the heels of a spectacular promo exchange on Monday between Cody Rhodes and Paul Heyman. We start off Friday night Smackdown with Paul Heyman in the ring, uh, cutting a promo, talking about Cody SP three, calling him an idiot basically uh, or, or literally, excuse me for suggesting that him coming for, for Roman reigns gold wasn't personal. Heyman says that there is no bloodline. There is no Roman reigns without those titles and kind of starts alluding to life after Roman Reigns drops those championships and how that could throw the bloodline in in total and other chaos. And then we get Sammy coming in after Paul Heyman had said he was not there. And then, you know, the crowd goes nuts. He grabs the microphone and basically is like, Paul, relax. If I could have hurt you, if I could have taken you, I would have by now. All right. If I was going to do that, I would have. But I find it very interesting that all of a sudden, now the cracks are in the bloodline, there's no one here to protect you. There's no one surrounding you. They have left you vulnerable, which is something that really got into Heyman's head later on the night when he was talking with Jimmy Uso. I'm not going to sit here and say that this was this was better than what we saw on Monday, but this was still a great open to the show, sp 3 I thought.
1: Yeah, it was fantastic. Uh, Sami Zayn he cut a great promo. Uh, made made some people probably believe that he has a chance to win uh, in eight days at Elimination Chamber. Paul Heyman is just great at this, like and you and he has his fingerprints all over what they've been doing this past week, especially with the Cody Rhodes promo on Monday and then this promo here. His fingerprints have been throughout this whole storyline. He's one of the most creative people that you could possibly have involved in a story like this and why the quality is always top-notch. And this was another segment that added to it.
0: Yeah. Sammy Zayn calling his shot, Dutch. He says some way, somehow Roman Reigns' uh, title run is going to end in eight days. I don't necessarily buy that. Uh, it's going to be interesting, though, what happens between Sammy and Jay, who did show up at the last minute to help his brother win or retain their tag team titles. But then Dutch, the segment of the night was the not so secret, secret meeting between Sami Zayn <laughs> and Jay Uso backstage. If you can stuff. look, if you can look past the fact that there's a camera right in their face and they're supposed to be, you know, secretly meeting with one another, well, and they know they're on national television. This was an absolutely spectacular angle. I
2: like the way they kept looking around. <laughs> but and they they both were looking around. Yeah. So, and you expected somebody to come out at any time the, the the whole thing it's 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 a masterpiece they and i and they are doing patience because now they have it now they can take their time and i love the i like the whole show I, the the first hour was good second hour is a different story but the first hour is uh and Sid says something about Paul Heyman's Uh, fingerprints all over you. He delivers that. He didn't need fingerprints on it. I don't know who wrote this, if Paul wrote it or whoever wrote it, but it was written well, delivered better. And you, you believe that because again, i go back to my statement. They will believe this till you give them something to disbelieve. And they haven't given it to us, given it to us yet. And I think promoting Sammy in Montreal against Roman I don't think they'll beat him there. I don't think uh Sammy will beat Roman. I don't think they'll beat Sammy in Montreal. I just I just don't think. And that's the best thing to do. What do you think the finish will be? Not that it matters, but
0: I
1: well, it I, does
2: matter, but
0: I I don't see Sami Zayn winning uh in Montreal. I think he's gonna get screwed over in some way. Some shape or form and sp three, I think it comes down to what happens between him and Jay Uso. We we saw him give a little fist bump, right? We we saw Sammy, we saw Sammy uh tell him, hey, look, I acknowledge you. You don't have to go down with the ship. I appreciate you walking out at the Royal Rumble and not contributing to my ass beating, right? And it closed with that that little fist bump. And man, it, it makes you think what could happen. And it definitely starts steering the ship away from Roman Reigns and Sammy and Jay once again coming into the forefront of this story here.
2: I have a prediction for Montreal. Go ahead. I don't know if it comes true. It ends up with them screwing over, not necessarily Roman getting his hand raised, but he could get his hand raised. But, and then they all jump him again, and guess who comes out of the woodwork? Kevin Owens. yeah. Another Canadian. Now they're set up, going to WrestleMania. Clears the way for Cody. They're off and running.
0: Yeah, I, 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 that would be my guess. I think if the Usos can get to Canada, which I know might be an issue, there are reports that that's possibly an issue. I don't know how that throws a wrench into everything because well, you don't want to, you don't want to beat Sammy clean in Montreal, right? Even though there's no shame in losing to Roman you, Reigns. No, but.
2: you can't beat. Him. No, you, you don't. You can't beat him clean. Then he's dead. I mean, not dead, but that damn yeah. sure don't. Happen. That's why I said a DQ. Maybe you know because, but I don't know why one of the Uzos couldn't get in. Even if they're, even if they are blocked, because all those immigrants get in somehow. They cross the border somewhere, just slip <laughs> him over somewhere else.
1: Well, a lot of them <laughs> are not going to be on national TV.
2: <laughs> have him, have him, yeah, but have him show up under a mask, and it's not him. You don't know. <laughs>
1: Well, I, I, I would, I, have been saying since the Royal Rumble that the finish at in Montreal at Elimination Chamber is Jey Uso coming out saying I'm sorry, I love you, and he's looking at Roman. But then he super kicks sammy and that's how sammy loses the title and that puts the heat on jay and makes a smooth transition into sammy and kevin owens versus the usos at wrestlemania and if you want to leave the crowd home happy you have kevin owens come out yeah. make the save run off the bloodline and then the two canadian boys hug in the middle of the ring and you end the show happy but i think that last part is going to happen I don't necessarily think the, the Usos are going to be at Elimination Chamber now because of the ending where they where Roman told them to stay at home because sometimes you uh will see things you know on TV that you won't see there live and I think next week is in Montreal on on SmackDown and then the following nights in Montreal I don't think they're coming to Montreal now at, at least not Jimmy right he sent I mean yeah they sent both of them home at least that
0: was the message but. Maybe maybe Jay shows up still at some point. I'm again I I don't know how you do this finish effectively I don't know without the Usos being there. They're they're such either. an integral part of this. But they haven't really missed a beat with any of this. So if, if there's anything that they if there's any storyline where I think that they could clear an obstacle on this, it's this one. Um, and and, and Paul
1: Heyman was once again the MVP because he was great with just sneakily uh listening to the Usos conversation yeah. after they won the title match behind a like a pillar. He's just hiding there with his phone in his hand. Oh man, Paul Heyman has been mass. He's been the MVP for WWE this I, whole week. I loved the I
0: loved the how we closed the show and he did that little shoulder up, and he's like, Jim, let me tell you something. We want you to watch something on TV. Right? Just because you, you never know what you might miss. Obviously, clueing into the fact that everybody saw that damn Jey Uso and Sami Zayn secret meeting. Like maybe, maybe look in front of you and see if there's a camera there. But again, if you can look past that, I thought all of this was brilliant. And I'm I'm really looking forward to see what happens uh at Elimination Chamber. The the eliminate the entire Elimination Chamber pay-per-view so far is stacked i'm i'm genuinely genuinely excited for everything that is on the card because
1: it's mostly it's mostly monday night raw where there's multiple things that are interesting except for one thing like the smackdown episode
0: all right well let's start from uh (laughs) top to bottom here with the rest of the non-bloodline related stuff Uh, do we do
1: we really can we just talk about the tag match and then be done with smackdown i think we could save a bunch of time
0: Well, nothing,
1: nothing else was entertaining. Nothing else mattered on this show. I'm saying it out loud. Yes, nothing else mattered. I the did light stuff was great.
2: Squash. Huh? I like the Lu- Lucy Evans squash. Or squash. Lacey. Lacey Evans. Lacey well,
1: Lacey.
0: We had multiple Lacey squashes Evans. on this show. We had multiple yes. squashes. SV3, I wanted to get your. I did want to get your opinion on something, though, because I saw you tweeting this, which is why I'm going to bring up the fact that we did see a tag team match tonight between the bangers. I guess they're just called the bangers now. Uh, Drew McIntyre and Sheamus, they just obliterated Hit Row. It's it's like Hit Row didn't, doesn't even matter anymore. Who,
1: who did they piss off? <laughs>
0: Michael Cole, apparently.
1: You know
2: who they pissed off? Probably Triple H because they're in the shits.
1: <laughs> that's I, I doubt Triple H signed them back for them to be enhancement talent and lose in two minutes. Well, so did, I, he really, I, did he really just sign them back to be enhancement talent?
0: Really? Somebody I mean, had to. The roster depth. That's, that's about what they are right now.
2: Uh, they, I don't think you can draw down those guys. You can put them on the card, but it's just a match
0: well sp3 has said it a million times they're missing their beyonce and that's that that's a hard sell it it's yeah it, it's a hard sell right now and that they had to turn them heel and you know look them getting squashed by them getting beat by drew and sheamus okay no big deal you're talking that's about the world champions them getting their asses handed to them and getting like little to no offense that
1: oof they that, got a drop kick Ladies and gentlemen, yeah, that's, yeah. They, that was the, well, let me that was the, the Donis just me,
0: standing up to Drew McIntyre, like tough guy stuff. And then Drew's just like, let me ask you, boom. And it's over. Like if top dollar was yeah. the main event on some show,
2: that's all they got. Would you go and buy a ticket to watch him? Be now. Okay. Be truthful. Would you buy a ticket?
0: I couldn't tell you the last time I bought a ticket to a wrestling event to be completely. I know you so you dodged the question. I'm I'm answering you honestly. You, I can't remember the last time ahead. I bought a ticket to go to a wrestling event. It, it's been at least six years. Ladies and gentlemen, that was
2: artful dodging the question.
0: <laughs> I'm just telling you the truth. I don't I don't buy tickets to wrestling shows anymore. I don't, I don't, don't have to. I don't think those two guys, nothing
2: against them. I don't even know them. I don't think they could say water in a desert blatant. <laughs> um,
0: but the thing I wanted to ask SP3 about, it's not about Hit Row here. They've <laughs> they they they've got some issues. Hopefully, they, they'll able to, to turn around and navigate. Um, from a production standpoint, I thought we got an absolutely tremendous video package with Valhalla and the Viking Raiders to set up a tag team match next week against the Bangers. I, I love the presentation of what they're doing with, a, with 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 these three SP3. I love the presentation from a cinematic standpoint, from a production standpoint, but the actual substance of what they're doing with them, you don't think it necessarily matches that production, according to what you put out on Twitter today.
1: It's basically the, the great p- fancy production. It's like I put a pile of shit in a fancy box and put a bow on it. Because you, the presentation you're a, Oh, you're the, in a foul mood. The presentation of the of the Vi, of the Viking Raiders is not what they can really offer to us. They are really good at what they do when you allow them to be good. And we saw that just a few weeks ago with that great match that they had with Drew and Sheamus. But all this over-the-top fancy stuff, I'm just like no i found them more interesting when they were war machine i found them more interesting when they were whatever name i forget their war war raiders when they were war raiders in nxt i found them much more interesting this whole bahala stuff it's just fancy bs because they're eventually gonna lose again
0: they might lose next week uh to uh Drew McIntyre and Sheamus, to be completely honest with you. Uh, what did you like about the Lacey Evans squash match? Uh, she defeated Jody McJobber tonight in about two minutes there. Uh, oh, I,
2: love, I love the jobber. <laughs> what was her name?
0: Uh, Jody McJobber is what I got down.
2: <laughs> I looked at her. I said, oh, my God. I'm daring her to walk out in the sun. I'm just daring <laughs> to get out there, get a little bit of it, make an effort, do something. And then, you know, Lacey went out there because Lacey's one of my favorites anyway, the salute and all this stuff. And she just – that's what they need more of because no need to put another girl in and beat a girl that's on the regular roster because you hurt yourself doing that. Uh, but that,
0: That's that's kind of been Triple H's MO since he brought a lot of these girls back Is just haven't beat each other for the last few months, and it hasn't helped anybody's standpoint. So, look, if they want to trot Lacey out there and have her beat up some, some enhancement talent and – Try to get this new character once again over. I'm fine with it. I'm fine with it. But you know who I kind of like tonight, Chelsea.
2: Well, or Chelsea Green.
0: Yeah, we were gonna get there. We're like gonna. The, yeah, the, actually, her. that's that's next. Actually, but SP three, did you have anything you wanted to say there before we moved on?
1: Julia Jabber sold the copra clutch. Good. That's the 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 substance of my analysis on that match because uh, my whole my whole thing with that match was. What was the point? What are we trying to set up but Lacey the for? Point, the point is you can't work
2: an angle every match, Sid.
1: But what was the point? Lacey's what are you setting up Lacey for? We're in WrestleMania season. Is Lacey going to have a match at WrestleMania? I doubt well, it. Huh? Probably not. Is Lacey going to get over with this gimmick? No. <laughs> like, I could tell you that already. She I had nuclear with heat
0: with her last gimmick. She had nuclear huh? heat with her exactly. last exactly.
1: gimmick. Exactly. You, you reverted back. And this no, is not better than what she, she was doing have, before
0: but she's kind of going back
2: to it so we'll see but she is a girl that you can put
0: heat on this, this is this is harmless though I like it I don't know where it's building to we'll see they're obviously taking some time with her they're they're invested in having her do something but this was harmless for me on this you show. say harmless I say pointless one thing I did like tonight that I think has a lot of potential i I really really do. Um, putting Sonia Deville and Chelsea to Green together, and Adam <laughs> Pierce just being in total hell. Uh, oh, with you. with with you know this first off, Chelsea Green and this whole Karen character is spectacular. She's getting rave reviews from everybody. She's somebody who's so damn talented and crazy and can absolutely make this work. And I can't, and she kind of teased it on Monday saying, Oh, I can show you crazy if you want me to. And I'm, I can't wait for her to kind of go over the top and, and really kind of lose it. But when Pierce said that you two are so much alike that it's, it's ridiculous and they kind of like hated each other for it. I I want to see more of these two together. There is something about them big, being So because- similar being so similar that they hate each other that they don't even realize that they're so similar. And then somehow they learn to kind of like grow and work together. They didn't win their tag team match tonight because they couldn't get on the same page. But Dutch, <laughs> I think there's, I think there's potential here if they stick with it. I kind of hope that's not a one-off. I see something there. I think you can build off something there. What did you think?
2: Who are you talking to?
0: I'm talking you to know, you. Dutch.
2: Sid. Well, Sid's going to say pointless. He don't, he didn't like it. I can tell you right now. <laughs> But I did like it because I know Chelsea Green because I gave her the jilted bride gimmick in TNA. Yeah. And she pulled that off and I wouldn't have stopped it except I had pressure to, to take her out of it. I said, it's just getting over now. No, we, we got to move her. We got to move her. I said, all right, move her. So, but she was great in the jilted bride gimmick. She handled it great. And I see, I, I like it tonight when they looked at each other right before they went out. Like, oh, I'm stuck with you, and I, I thought maybe uh, one of them would have said, "I don't even know you." So, <laughs> but I, I liked it. I really did.
1: Sid, pointless. Chelsea Green made me laugh. So nothing that makes me laugh is not pointless. When she said, okay. first of all, when she said, yeah, I came to, to um basically report the, the, the Raw manager to the SmackDown, Smackdown manager. Is the same person. <laughs> then she said, she said, oh, I'm sorry. I have facial amnesia. Are you discriminating against me? Yeah. I popped. I popped. I popped. She, she is good at that. She can deliver
2: those lines.
1: Uh, what's, I, next, what's
2: next, Sid? Uh, facial
1: facial amnesia. I have facial amnesia, so I don't know Rick from Dutch, ladies and gentlemen. I've realized that. Oh, Jesus. That's
2: wouldn't that be, I Wouldn't that be eye amnesia?
1: All right. So facial amnesia. Facial amnesia. amnesia whatever she
0: said. <laughs> uh, we did uh, have a tag team title match tonight. This is when uh, Jay Uso showed up at the last possible second, uh, clocking in right when his shift started. And look, I thought this was a really really fun match, but let's be honest, they 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 booked Stroman to look uh well, let's just say he and Ricochet lost this match because he made bad life decisions. He had Jimmy Dead to rights after the power slam, decided to stop, rip his shirt off, pose for the crowd, tag in Ricochet for the super senton. Got too close to the ropes, which allowed Jay to break up the pinfall, and then Strowman took himself out of the match when you know the big ass train went off the rails, and that left Ricochet vulnerable. So they had the Usos dead to rights, but because Strowman decided to showboat and then do one stupid thing after another, uh, the Usos were able to uh, to retain tonight. Dutch, what did you think about this one?
2: I thought the finish was pretty good, but. Again, Strowman is another one that they're really going to have to work on. Because remember, they were pushing him up against uh, Gunther Gunther. for a while. All of a sudden, that disappeared. So I think he's in the same boat as and Cross. to tell you the truth. Hmm. They they kind of got him up here. and, And this is like water, how water reacts. It finds its own level. Now these guys are. Now we're seeing where they are right now. I mean, they pushed Karrion and Cross pretty strong at at the beginning.
0: I mean, he went yeah. up against Drew McIntyre to start, and but immediately then went down to to Mad Cat Moss, and then back up to Rey Mysterio, and we'll get to the main event tonight. But yeah, you're not you're not wrong. I think Strowman has found a pretty a pretty decent role. Uh, yeah, on, as a tag, I, I,
2: as a tag team guy, basically.
0: I mean, the Usos have beaten all the established tag teams, so now they're basically running against, you know, the singles competitors that they're they're squeezing together. I I like the team of 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 Strowman and Ricochet. I think that's something that came together organically based off of Strowman's comments on social media and they kind of ran with it. And I think they work together well as a team. I don't know if they'll keep them together SP three after this loss tonight, but uh, what do you think of the tag match?
1: Oh, I thought it was a fun tag team match. I think Ricochet and Strowman actually make a pretty decent team, and I want them to team together uh, coming out after this. And I thought the angle beforehand with Jay Uso was just perfectly done the way they did it, even though. If I was me, I wouldn't have had Jay Uso come back here. I would have waited to have him come back for Elimination Chamber. What but you needed that? him for the segment later on with Sammy. That's why I, I kind of I just accepted that Jay was probably going to come out when they already established that Solo Sokoa wasn't here. In my mind, I thought the bright booking was to have Solo replace Jay here and them still retain. But they went in a different direction. They had Jay come back here and they followed it up perfectly so i can't complain at all and it was a fun tag team match and it was something with the bloodline so like i said anything with the bloodline tonight was entertaining everything else eh, besides chelsea green eh.
0: you know dutch i'm really surprised i thought that sp3 would be in a good mood tonight because his girl ronda rousey made her triumphant return to the show tonight well that was actually pretty good too uh Natty uh they, they put Natalia out there to uh deliver an In-ring promo and she cuts it on uh Shayna Baszler because Shayna's the one that that took her out. Uh, yep. and injured her a few months back, and uh she calls Shayna a basically a Ronda Rousey ripoff. Shayna then interrupts Natty to defend her own record, and then we get Ronda, Not the best reaction we've seen from Ronda, but she comes out, they double team Natty, and then Shotzi shows up. That didn't help much. Uh, Shotzi got chucked out of there. Now we got a tag team match that's set up next week between uh, these these four ladies. SP3, what did you think about uh, how they decided to bring Ronda Rousey back into the fold here?
1: So, I get the point was to set up a tag team match for last week. For last still week. by the end, oh, I mean for next week, excuse me. I <laughs> wish it was last week. Um, For next week, but by the end of it, I was like, what was the point? No one looked good coming out of this. Ronda comes back, gets a least reaction than she's gotten previously. Shayna Baszler just got dumbed down to a dollar star version of Ronda Rousey. Natalya was supposed to be the baby face and got no reaction at all and came off like a heel to another heel. And then Shasi came out and made the save and looked like a chump. So who got over is, in this? She is a chump. So... So I mean, what was the point? Who, who advanced I that's, mean, that's, I, but, but, that's my issue with a lot of this episode is outside of the bloodline stuff, I don't
0: know the point. The the point, I think, the point was to establish something that we already knew was was coming, and that's the fact that Shayna and Rhonda are officially going to be a tag team moving forward and not just Friends that hang out with each other and beat up people like backstage. You
1: literally, you literally set it up in a way that already is telling us how this whole tag team partnership is gonna end. Because <laughs> Shayna feels like she's in the shadow of Ronda Rousey. So once again, what was the point? Dude. <laughs> every- but that's how I every mean. tag every tag team disbands and fights each other, with the exception of New Day. They don't every usually they don't they, they don't team. usually they don't usually put the reason why it's gonna happen before they even are a tag team. They don't tell you. We didn't. We didn't know. We didn't know Jay was going to form a relationship with Sammy back in 2010 when the Usos formed. So don't tell me that you did. I did. I needed to to get invested in them first before you told me why they're going to break up.
0: I liked it. They're going to have some work to do though. If if they're going to
2: ask, okay,
0: whatever. I was going to say, they, they got some work to do, though, because if if Ronda and Shayna versus Damage Control is the plan for WrestleMania, which uh, I, I forget who reported that. I think that was Meltzer who reported Where's that. You? They they got they got some issues there. They got to work on that match because right now you got two heel teams that who's the crowd supposed to root for uh, in that situation? So maybe they turn Damage Control babyface by then? I don't know. It's going to be interesting to see what they come They're up They're dead on
2: arrival already.
0: So- Ooh. Shayna and Rhonda?
2: No, they're not dead. You just got to get them some opponents.
0: They need babyface tag teams. That's a problem.
2: They don't have any. There's they can invent one. one. That's what they got TV for. If, you, if it don't work this week, guys, you got 51 more weeks to work on it. And they will look
0: at that. Hopefully they see, well, that didn't work. Okay, let's try this. I'll tell you what. I thought Raquel and lived work really well tonight. I just don't know why they're buddy buddy all of a sudden. Cause didn't just two weeks ago, Liv Morgan slap the ever living shit out of Raquel Rodriguez. And then they, they fought each other in the Royal rumble. So I don't know why they're all lovey dovey and Hey, Hey, yeah, by the way, they're also opponents next Saturday. So I don't know why all of a sudden they're, they're palling around and everything's great. There That didn't make a whole lot of sense to me. They had some nice double team moves, though. So, I mean, they worked well together. But wait a minute. What happened to Liv Morgan and Tegan Knox? Wasn't that a tag team that they were going to be putting together? And then that fell by the wayside in about three weeks? I I don't know. I don't think they have any idea what the hell they want to okay. do with that women's This tag. is it. What do
2: you remember What do you remember about this show more than anything else? The bloodline what, stuff. The high spots. Yeah. What were the high spots? Sammy Heyman <laughs> Uso joining up
0: Chelsea that Green
2: that was about it and that was the show that's really all they need on the show I wish they had some more great stuff I, too then
1: you're just making me wish the show was 30 minutes because that's just 30 minutes of the show and I had to sit through another hour of it with commercials
2: uh, well I don't know what to tell you <laughs>
1: I, I, I
2: don't book it I don't write it I tell you I'd write a show like 10 minutes and, and, what and do, I would, this is what they need to do they need to put out a cheat sheet before they run the show and say this is going to happen. This is going to have this, 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 and tell the reason. And then now they don't have to watch the show; they already know what's going to happen. Uh, so,
0: we got Issam so, uh, Walker connect- here saying that uh, they're looking for what women get the bigger pops. Nobody outside of Charlotte gets a or or Lib Morgan gets a pop on SmackDown. They've got a bunch of talented women, but not but a lot of these women that they brought back in the last few months are still in the getting to know you phase and they haven't done anything with them other than what have they done on SmackDown in the last six months in the women's division? It's, Oh, well, we're going to have a six pack challenge or we're going to have an eliminator challenge or this, that, and the other thing to feed somebody to Rhonda Rhonda beats everybody. Then they feed her to Charlotte Rhonda disappears. And now Charlotte starts off by fighting Sonya Deville. And now she's going to face Rhea Ripley at, uh, at, at, at Wrestlemania so they're uh, they, they literally did not have anybody on else on Smackdown for Charlotte to face so they gave her the Raw challenger in Rhea Ripley
1: and I and I know you wanted to the, live there but Liv's pop has been decreasing month by month and tonight was it wasn't it wasn't much of a reaction to that match to the to that tag match which I thought was pretty pretty all right for what they did in the ring but no one cared yeah they they have a lot of talent that they just can't get over right now. They like can, there's nobody is. Nobody's investing. Can we get the fans watching? We got seventy-two people watching. Remember to drop a thumbs up on the video if you're watching on YouTube. Put a emoji or whatever if you're watching on Facebook. And start a petition for Dutch to book the women's division of WWE because I, I, it, uh, I this is like the most I have not cared about the women's division on either show in a very long time.
0: Uh, Benjamin. Benjamin asking whatever happened to Aaliyah. She was injured at one point, and then she had Aaliyah. a series of. Yeah,
2: I'm glad she's gone. She was uh, worse than what we saw tonight. There was. A, hey, Benjamin. Benjamin, you you need to get a life, buddy. You need. Uh,
0: to, she did put out a series of tweets, uh, pretty much. I I that are now deleted, saying that hey, she she could come back at any time, and they, they haven't. She's they gone. have called. Her. Is she they gone? They have not called her. All right, so we had a couple other backstage uh, segments tonight. L.A. Knight says he's done with Bray Wyatt and is looking toward the future. Uh, okay,
2: there, I missed him. I really did. Yeah,
0: uh, I we to had, see what else
2: they do with him.
0: We had Charlotte sit down with uh, with Michael Cole, which basically just reminded everybody about the history between her and Rhea Ripley. And then we got our
1: <laughs> main events. That was the, that was probably the segment that pissed me off the <laughs> most. Which one? Charlotte? The the Charlotte sit down. Oh,
2: it pissed me off too. I got up. Thank you. I actually got up and run around the block.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Because, like, I'm begging. I know we got six weeks, we got 50 days, like Michael Cole said in the promo, but we need something. We need something to make people interested in Charlotte Flair versus Rhea Ripley. But the more more episodes that come by by WWE on either show is just making me realize how much of a mistake this was. Because Charlotte Flair, you had Rhea Ripley, who's driving as a heel, cut a babyface promo to challenge Charlotte. Then you have Charlotte here. Who's who's supposed to be a freshly faced getting big reactions every week? And she cuts a heel promo. And if if the whole reason for this matchup is quote unquote the real reason, because you're not they're not gonna say it openly, but the real reason is this man didn't book this right three, three years ago, and Triple H is very adamant about booking this right, so we're gonna do it again, even though this is the seventh freaking time we see this goddamn match. So make me care.
2: Oh my god. You're too much, Sid. So then, he our, uh, <laughs> so then our main event, How do we answer that
0: <laughs> awkward transition. Number two, our main event was a fatal four way for the number one contendership, for the intercontinental title. They had Rey Mysterio right there. They had Karrion Cross right there. They had Santos Escobar right there. Dutch Madcap Moss gets the win tonight by pinning Rey Mysterio. He did have some shiny new trunks. Your reaction,
2: brother. <laughs> When I saw the finish and he won, uh, that was, and it was on at the end of the show. I mean, I don't know who got up and applauded or felt good that he he won the match. I don't get it. I don't get, and Karrion Cross, you could just see his, his worth dropping by the second boom, 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 boom. And by the time it was over, like Sid says, hell, nobody got over. I don't even think the Moss got over it. You said, and I think, well, but I don't know why they put it on at the end. I think I would have held that bunch for the Usos
0: at the end. Yeah. To see if they show up. That that That's your hottest, that's your hottest angle. So, I mean, main event. With okay. Great that- right. right
2: to show, Sid.
0: But hang on, to be fair, though, if you do the tag team match at the end, then you don't get the Sammy, you don't get the Sammy J backstage interaction. So they had time to, to sprinkle all. So I I get that. And they still technically closed with that angle. But yeah, if, if Madcap's the one going over here, and I, I don't, I don't know. Somebody, somebody needs to lose to Gunther next week. He's going to get obliterated. That's fine. I'd honestly, I'd rather give that spot to somebody like Santos Escobar because he, he's a guy, who, he'll probably lose the match, but they, they've done little to nothing with Legado Del Fantasma since they've came since they've come up. They've had multiple opportunities to win opportunities, and they have not won any of those opportunities, uh, and you know, Santos Escobar is sitting here talking about how I'm going to prove tonight why I'm the best, and I'm going to go out there and do this, that, and the other thing, and it's like, put this man in the ring against Gunther, let those two cook, he's going to lose, but you can get over in a losing fashion if you have a great showing. Santos Escobar can do that. Anybody who's watched him knows how great Santos Escobar is. Rey Mysterio was right there. We still didn't get a conclusion between Karrion Kross and Rey Mysterio. We had Cross cutting a promo tonight saying that he was going to make Rey Mysterio suffer. I didn't see any suffering in that match. I didn't see any conclusion whatsoever. In fact, I saw Karrion Kross getting his ass whooped a lot in this match tonight i have no earthly idea to steal a line from sid what the point of this booking was for this matchup other than to showcase mad cat moss and his shiny new tights and actually call emma his girlfriend now like other than that i i don't know what the whole point of the main event was sp3
2: well i can't dissect it i don't know what what they intended it being on last, but i understand your point you couldn't have carried out the uh the Sami Zayn and the the Jay Uso or Jim Uso interview at the end—that would have been out of place. But I don't know—one of those mysteries that we'll
0: never know. And maybe, and maybe we're overlooking Madcap. Maybe he'll go out there and he'll have a really good match against against Gunther next week. SP three—it's possible. I think if the guy's got some talent. I just don't think he was the best option in this match.
1: Hey, the positives about Madcap Moss—he can hit the ropes like nobody else. He's oh, yeah. he He's, he's fast. fast. He's very fast. He can hit the ropes very well. But yes. my lord, was that the worst elbow drop I've ever seen in my life? I, I think that's maybe the worst elbow drop in the history of professional wrestling. I've seen a lot of wrestling. I,
2: must have and missed I think that. that's the
1: worst. He did? It was, He did.
2: I miss it. I'm going to have to go back and watch it now.
1: It's really bad. Did
0: Uncle really? Howdy drop an elbow, or did he just completely miss at, uh, at the Royal Rumble? He, he didn't hit the elbow. <laughs> this, is the, this, this is the worst elbow that I've seen actually hit somebody. <laughs> A little surprised we didn't see Bray tonight, I missed I, unless I missed yep. something. We didn't see Bray at all tonight. We didn't see Uncle Howdy tonight. We haven't seen Alexa Bliss since the Royal Rumble, and yeah, she well, that, watched rumors that she was taking time off, so I don't know what's going on there either.
2: I My idea on Bray is they're they going to have to watch him. They, they can wear him out fast. Really, really quick if you see him too much. well, and well he, wants, he wants his stuff to mean something, and you can't do that meaningful stuff every week and have an impact.
0: And maybe that's what they're kind of noticing here is that, you know, the they're, they're kind of slowly losing interest in what he's doing because they're just giving us so many of these kick-can-down-the-road segments every week and really trying to slow-play stuff. You can do more with less with this Bray Wyatt story, whoever he's going to be facing at WrestleMania, probably in that Cinnamon Toast Crunch match. Uh, all right, so let's move on here to <laughs> – let's move on here because God knows I can't just let that man wrestle a normal fucking match. Okay, what what happened to L.A. Knight? He just did an interview tonight? Yeah, he did a quick promo and said, hey, look, don't ask me about Bray Wyatt. Don't ask me about the Pitch Black match. We are moving on toward the future, and the future is bright for L.A. Knight. And, yeah, that was it. Uh, very quick, in and yeah. out. So they are, uh, they're a yeah. Mountain Dew Black like match in the dark, which is exactly what they they need to do. All right, SP3, it's your time to shine here. What did you think of Rampage tonight? We had, I thought we had a pretty good opening, uh, six person tag match here. Blackpool Combat Club defeats Kip Sabian, Butcher, and the Blade. Um, Claudio wins it with the big uppercut. I think what thing that was very, uh, interesting though was Kip Sabian at the end of the night interrupting the, uh, backstage interview between hangman adam page and renee paquette adam page is like why the fuck is it always you that's interviewing me asking me about your damn husband and then kip sabian comes in and you know just throws a a a wrench into the whole works here but uh, i liked everything we saw with the bcc tonight
1: yeah the show peaked at the beginning folks uh the the (laughs) opener was good opener was good because you had john moxley claudio castanoli willie you butcher the blade Kip Sabian, they're all good performers, and they had a good match. But that was the that was the peak of this episode of Diner, of episode of Rampage for me. Um, I thought the Hangman and uh, Kip Sabian was pretty good. With Hangman still being pissed off that John Moxley won a fight with a wrestling move, and then <laughs> wanted to swing on. Or, he's like, you saw that? That's the right way to win a match. We were beat that. I, I worked him. I cooked him. He <laughs> was like, the last, why is he... the last two minutes of that match, he was mine. It was like he was like, why is it always you? Why is it always his wife that's interviewing me? That was perfect. Hey, the man, hey stu- wrestled that perfect. The stupidest
2: move I've seen in wrestling was when what's the what's the wife's name outside? What's your name? With the oh. phone. What? Who had a phone? Didn't you have a phone and hold it up for the guy to get on in this match?
1: Am I thinking something else? Oh, yeah, yes, yes. Penelope Ford. Oh, okay. I'm like, what?
2: I I don't even know what I've watched. And he looked at the phone like, what? And that was a stupid, I don't know who put that in there.
1: Yeah, that didn't make
2: any sense. Not even worse than not make any sense. It was stupid. Damn. But anyway, that's what I saw
0: uh one of the things that uh got me interested for for wednesday is the fact we're going to get a sit down with renee and adam cole so i'm I'm looking forward to that on dynamite uh but then we follow up that wonderful announcement with a uh jericho appreciation society attacking (laughs) the impractical (laughs) (laughs) jokers um dutch Someone should have told Dude bro how to protect himself because he took the other dude, bro, right square in the gut when he got power bombed through the table and that guy looked like uh, that, that was a pretty good sell job or that guy was literally had the wind knocked out of him and that, that hurt. He did not protect himself at all the way you're supposed to. He just took his buddy right in the, right in the bread basket there.
2: Well, I think that was more of a promotional effort uh, to get it on their show and it was okay, but they, they, they kept beating them up and kicking them and punching them, and then
1: and then the dude with the glasses oh, and, wanted to get his glasses back on,
2: them and then put them on the table and do the. Do- That's all they had to do.
0: I mean, this was no machine gun Kelly getting power bombed off the stage. Sp three, but th- I, I don't. I'm I'm sitting here. I'm like, why the why is this happening? Why 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 is this happening? Like I know whole, why it's the happening. Whole show
1: fell <laughs> apart. Whole show <laughs> fell apart when impactful jokers came on this show. And I was just, totally I gotta agree. De-invested are, into the aren't joke. these
0: guys supposed to be funny? Like, they're coming out there cutting tiny baseball bat jokes. And I'm like, what, what are we, what is this? What, what are we doing? I don't watch this show. Can anybody tell me in the comments, or, are these guys actually funny? Like, I don't know. Uh,
2: no, they're not funny. They just make comments on whatever's going on. Hmm. And, you know, they send a guy out and they, he got a piece in and he has to say what they tell him to or, Something's going to happen, I guess.
0: Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. Absolutely. I would have preferred them doing that.
1: Do, the, do that in wrestling. But do it backstage. Don't do it in front good. of people.
2: But it would actually work better if he says, tell him he's an effing asshole. <laughs> and he's nice, and you know. And then if he don't, you know, now they're going to beat the crap out of him. And he says that, and they beat the crap out of him. That would have been better than what they did tonight.
1: Yeah. I agree. Uh, I'm,
2: gonna, I'm gonna tell Tony Khan you, you didn't like it, Rick. Okay. I'm gonna tell him.
0: I'm I'm entitled I'm, to my opinions.
2: I'm gonna tell him right now about
1: it. You could you could tell you could tell him I didn't like it either.
0: <laughs>
1: and Sid's, been
2: him, at
0: par- Sid's been at parties with
2: I'll the I'll tell him I liked it stay on his good side, so
1: there you
0: go. There you go. It
2: was, it was a it was a weird segment.
0: i was still trying to get the paycheck. I respect the uh I respect the hustle there. Hey. Um,
2: I got a hell of a deal lined up today. Oh, get that paper, Dutch. This guy called me and he said, I said, what does it pay? And he hit me with a number. I went, I didn't say nothing, but I went, damn. <laughs> I said, yeah, I think I can make it now since uh, <laughs> I don't really do a lot of stuff, but I, you know, to help going me. to
1: WrestleMania weekend so I can be your handler, Dutch.
2: Uh, when is WrestleMania? No, it's not. WrestleMania uh, weekend, but it's several weeks before. That's actually three weeks away. Oh, okay. So, but it was actually very, very good, which made my day. I actually, made my month. I, you know, I like good news like that. So uh, I'm thinking. And, and it's that it's a, it's a at our comic cons, mm-hmm. thinking screw the wrestling, make the comic con. That's where the money is. So, I right, continue, guys. I was.
0: I was going to say, if anybody wants to throw money my way, my uh, you can DM me. Oh, I'm doing a right seminar.
2: There. I'm doing a seminar on February the 16th. I think it's next week, Thursday, I think, uh, in Kissimmee at the uh, – oh, sorry, Florida. what did you say? Kissimmee. Kissimmee. <laughs> I say Kissimmee. Kissimmee, Florida.
0: You want me to do who with what now?
2: And uh, anybody that wants to attend this seminar uh, – Go to my, uh, just email me, or go to uh, Wrestling 2.0 in uh, Kissimmee. Kissimmee, I get it right. And you'll get, you get the rundown. Or oh, you can read about it on my Twitter or my Facebook.
1: There
0: you go, at Dirty D Mantel. Follow him at sp 3 and me at uh, Rick Ucchino Spell. Did you see it on the screen there? Uh, We got a Dustin Rhodes promo, and then he got his ass kicked by uh, Swerve's boys, and then Swerve. Yep. If the show wasn't dead by then, that
2: finished
0: it. I'm sorry. I disagree with you, Dutch, because we got the line of the fucking night in this, in line, this the line yeah, of a night the when Swerve just and SP3 back me up on yeah, this swerve just yes. leans in and says, Happy Black History Month.
1: Happy Black History Month. That popped me so much. As hell. Dust it. How is that racist, racist bastard? It's, it's Black History
0: Month. He just stated a, a fact. Yeah, he oh, just stated yeah. a fact.
2: It's uh, factual I, I evidence.
1: That was racist to tell. Uh, factual I, evidence. I, I, didn't, I, I didn't say it was racist when you went to talk about NASCAR last week. <laughs> oh, my it. God.
0: I'm so glad I had to work last week. Jesus Christ. Uh. Now, Sid
2: asked me, any black people go to <laughs> He put the goddamn accent in it. Said, yeah, there's a lot of black people there.
0: Not too many, but they are. I don't know. Mm. know. Go to a NASCAR event in Northern Kentucky.
1: Anywho, um, this might be the the best episode of Smack Talk
0: ever. I I thought this was. I thought this segment. I thought this segment was a was a shit sandwich. I thought Dustin (laughs) Rhodes. It wasn't tasty. I thought Dustin Rhodes promo was good. I thought Swerve's jab at the end was excellent. I thought the ass kicking of of Dustin was terrible. I, I it was not believable at all. Dude Bro came in there with all the energy of a sloth uh, to to jack him in the face, and then they're just like slow. I mean, God, oh my God! It was like watching dudes in an old folks home fight. Like that's what it looked like to me. There was no urgency. There was no Christmas. There was no veracity at all in that in that attack whatsoever. I thought that was bad. The prom, the talking surrounding it was great. Yeah, yes, my
2: question is, who produced it? Why didn't you do it again? You can shoot it again. You can keep the same promo, but
1: shoot it again. And say, yeah, hey, yeah do just shoot that step. that middle part over. Dustin yeah. or or Swerve should have said something.
0: I mean, well, it kind of made they, Dustin look bad that he was selling that much for that that ass beating. Like honestly, but whatever. At the end of the day, it gave us the best lines of the night, so I'm I'm all
1: right with that. Uh, ruby soho and, and dustin saying that uh swerve's tattoo looked like doritos that was awesome as well <laughs> that was funny too
0: uh we'll <laughs> get a sponsorship deal out of that probably uh ruby soho defeats marina shafir but who cares about that because afterwards we get Soraya and tony storm coming out looking like they want to talk to ruby and then they get blindsided by Britt and jamie and then we get a triple threat match set up next week Britt, tony ruby uh, that's going to happen on Dynamite. SP three. What are you thinking about this heel turn so far with uh, Soraya and Tony? Uh, seeing a lot of mixed reviews from people online. Where are you at with this right now?
1: I think me and me and Dutch kind of talked about it last week. This is seems like a better fit for them. They just seem more comfortable in this hero role. And I will say this whole them fight these two sides fighting over Ruby Soho is the most they've done to make Ruby Soho feel Accurate. important since he One million percent. AEW. And the fact that she was the most mature out of this and looked like a mother just watching her kids fight on the outside and just being like, oh my God. (laughs) <laughs> that was great that ruby ruby was also in this so it's it's helping out ruby i feel like tony storm just feels like such a much different character as a heel than she ever did as a face when she was a boring face so Rey is more comfortable as a heel obviously yep. we see in her promos Britt and and jamie were already getting cheered so i think this is this is turning out right but it is very mishmash uh from week to week as far as quality
0: yeah. And, and it, it, honestly, the only thing like occasionally there'll be times like, like, honestly, I, I didn't, I wasn't feeling Tony and, and Soraya's promo on Wednesday. Right. Like it, it just, it felt kind of cheesy to me. Right. They're there. Yeah. Sometimes they come off cheesy, but sometimes like when Soraya coming out there tonight, she seemed confident. I mean, she only had to say two sentences before she was attacked, but I was interested to see where that was going. Um, So it's sometimes it's hit or miss. And I think Soraya still getting her feet wet on the whole promo thing it's a lot it's a different ball game in aew doing promos than it is in wwe she grew up in that overly scripted style so she she's getting her feet wet still on that so uh we will see on that one uh benny you're right what about the interesting segment with darby allen on tonight's aew rampage i i thought that was very good i have no idea where that's leading any guesses sp3
1: Oh, well, he said he's not going to challenge for Samoa Joe anymore, which fits in with what he said in the promo. He also said he's going to back up Ortiz. We got Ortiz later in the night who basically challenged Eddie Kingston to a fight that's the only way he could get through to Kingston because Kingston got played. Like we, me and Dutch talked about last week, uh, that he got played into thinking House of Black wanted him, and then they they dicked him and uh, took it back. And uh, and he also him and Sting said they're gonna go out with a blaze of glory. So I don't know what that means. That was the part that was very interesting. I have been beat the guns for but... the tag titles. But Dutch, what did you think about Darby Allen segment and the woman's segment as well? We didn't get to The woman's
2: thoughts. segment was pretty good. I enjoyed that because it didn't go on for an interminable amount of time. They they got it all in in a short time. You kind of understood it. The Darby Allen, I'm not a really big fan of his. Our Sting because he's so talkative. He just sits there and with his face painted and agrees with everything. But and he's you said you don't you don't know where it's going with Darby Allen. He brought, up, he, brought up like
0: three, he brought up like three different things that they could be. Doing. He, he's talking about Samoa Joe. He's talking about.
1: Um, he said uh, he's done with Samoa Joe. He's not yeah, going to challenge exactly. him while he's champion. He's talking but, about
0: Mortiz. He's talking about how Sting and him are going to go out in the blaze of glory. I'm I'm just sitting here. I'm going, if you guys are already talking about the end, these guys need at least one damn tag title shot. You're, you're fucking undefeated. Like, just, just beat the damn guns. Go out in the blaze of glory, beat the guns, and then staying retires. You relinquish the belts, and we can have a damn tournament because Tony Khan loves the tournaments. Ground the new <laughs> AEW Not, not another tournament. I would just rather give them to somebody
2: <laughs> than go through a damn tournament. Anyway. So,
1: so the I best talking segment. It, it,
2: it was okay, but I mean, Darby is, I'm not, like I said, I'm just not a big fan of his. He does some great stuff. I'm afraid he's going to kill himself, really. <laughs> doing some yes. of crazy stuff cuz he's not a big guy he don't have a lot of damn extra extra fat in there to to, to guard his body so he needs to watch his back and his legs I think Steen could should be able to tell him that Or right, anyway that's what, he, that's what I he's, think not,
1: he's not he's not going to wrestle into his 40s that's for sure but no, I will say the the best talking count. segment of the night was Mark Briscoe Mark Briscoe Familiar. is so full of charisma. Oh, my God. Just the way he, he stares at the camera.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
1: oh, Those guys,
2: well, I would say those guys, but now it's one guy. Yeah. And he, he's great. I mean, he don't got to say, he just got to use that voice, talk nonsense like Jimmy Valiant, and he'll get over it.
0: I, I love Sterling coming, smart Mark Sterling coming in there, asking him if he wants to make money for the first time ever or stay a chicken farmer. I love him getting pissed off of that. And then I love Josh Woods getting in there. And he's like, oh, hey, Woodsy, it? Oh, what's it? Long
1: time, no shade.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I'm happy he's on TV, man.
1: He, the two he, MVPs of the night who made me happy about wrestling, Mark Briscoe and Chelsea Green. Thank you to the both of you. <laughs> Uh we had
0: uh we had Jack Perry beat Little Dolph in short order and then we got our main
1: event of the night. Why did why did Do- a Little doll fall asleep in the tanning bed? That dude was green. His arms were green, y'all. Y'all sorry. Was I the only one that saw it? His arms were green. How it long was did it? he I stay in the sun?
2: I didn't watch the the whole show i never watched the whole show i watch it up to about uh, it honestly t.
0: you could have you could have gone to the bathroom and and missed this match it was it was over in before it really got started like yeah there, there's really nothing to even talk it was a squash match jack perry won a squash match and then did his little his little i want to i want to belt his disc his discount double check and you know that that was it so uh, but the main event tonight was Orange Cassidy retaining his All-Atlantic Championship title against Lee Moriarty. Uh, I like the finish to this matchup, SP3, countering the submission into a roll-up to get the three count. And then we got Total Gang Wars at the end of it with Lethal and Jarrett coming out and Best Friends running out there. And then the Acclaim made the save and just all, all damn chaos. Just absolutely erupted.
1: Yeah, get some pops at the end there. Uh, the match was good. Orange Cassidy, I'm I'm, I'm ready to see the ratings for uh, this episode of of Rampage because last week's episode did not do good in the ratings, even though they had Kenny Omega and the Young Bucks, the Elite. Because if it does better this week, I'm going to say it as a draw, Orange Cassidy greater than the Elite. Because it (laughs) seems like whenever Orange Cassidy is on the show, it does good in the ratings. So I want to see if that trend continues here. But it was a good matchup. Uh, I like Lee Moriarty working over The orange punch arm so It, yeah. was, it had strong psychology To that as far as like him working Over that arm for the duration of the matchup And how it, when he finally does Hit the orange punch he's not able to get the pin Because he's worked over that arm so He's not able to get the pin very quickly Got him into the border city stretch and all It took was orange ha- using a wrestling Move and getting the win to retain His title so I like that that match had Strong psychology so I thought it was a good Main event and then the aftermath I it's like, okay, they're still feuding with Jared and Team I, TNA. I,
0: like honestly, I thought I felt like I was watching the end <laughs> of. Uh, <laughs> I, I thought I thought I was watching the end of Lord of the Rings: Return of the King. I'm like, oh, this show's over. Oh wait, no, there's more. Okay, now it's over. Oh wait, there's more, and we're still going with this damn show. I thought it ended three fucking minutes ago. So that that's kind of how I felt with the end. Of Always night. look at the clock. You think it's over. <laughs>
2: it's two minutes oh no we got some more so well but, but
0: that's not necessarily true because smackdown always ends through two to three minutes before the top of the that, hour that's
1: so smackdown that, i know. that's it's smackdown different. They, I know. they're different rampage always ends like either like over the the yeah. zero zero or at one oh one they usually end the show
0: i'll say this much though i'm i love this orange cassidy title run like i He's only had it for 111
1: days, but he's had so many defenses. Like it's 10. It, That's his 10th successful title defense. The all time like, record for a singles title in AEW.
0: Like, I'm literally thinking to myself before I look this up, I was like, man, he's had this thing forever. Like, this has got to be one of the longest title <laughs> runs that they've had that hasn't gone a year yet. It's only been 111 days. They just, it makes it feel important. It's not getting hopscotched around like the TNT championship does. This, I, I, they're fine. Like it took them so long to put a belt on this man, and now they're making it mean something. So I, I appreciate that, and I'm enjoying what Orange Cassidy's doing with it.
2: Wait a minute, I agree. I agree with both you guys. What you guys said.
1: It's like the European title of the, of the attitude era in a lot of ways. And this is kind of like the D'Lo Brown European title title run of this, the, this, the run that's making it very interesting. That's making it a mid card title that actually matters. So whoever is eventually a person that beats orange Cassidy should get over and then can hopefully continue the momentum here. All right, that's it. We,
0: we, we made it through all the shows. And Dutch already pitched what he's got going on. So what do you got going on, Sid?
1: Well, you can check me out tomorrow on the True Hill Heat YouTube channel. Hopefully I'll be much happier than I was tonight. Um, I'll have time to absorb these episodes of wrestling and the three hours I'll never get back in my life. (laughs) Uh, so check me out on the True Hill Heat YouTube channel tomorrow at 11.05 a.m. Eastern Time. True Hill Heat 2.12. It'll be myself, Miss Chrissy Love, and Mex of Wrestle Things Podcast. We're going to be talking about the weekend wrestling and answering the question, who is WWE's hottest babyface, Cody Rhodes or Sami Zayn?
0: I got two of them. It's a good problem to have. Steven Chambers asking before we get out of here, because, yeah, I guess there's a game or something going on on Sunday. Uh, who are you guys picking, the Eagles or the Chiefs? I am rooting for the clock because as soon as it hits zero, that means the season is over, and we can start looking forward to next football season. Dutch, who who you think wins on Sunday? I could give a hell <laughs>
2: shit less. Three. All right,
0: Steven, you're not getting a whole lot of great but, answers. I will,
2: here. I will pick the Eagles.
0: Yeah, I think I don't know. Part of me wants the Chiefs to win just so the Bengals loss isn't in vain, but I really don't care. I do think the Eagles
1: will win the matchup though. Chiefs 34, Eagles 31. Ooh.
0: Just make it a good game. Maybe I'll tune in at the in the third quarter. I really don't even know if I'm gonna watch. I'm so it took me uh it took me just a little over a week, but I'm finally depressed after the end of the AFC championship game but uh hey this just means a year from now I'll be watching my Bengals win uh Super Bowl 58 so that's all that matters all right guys enjoy the weekend enjoy the big game we'll be back next week unless I have to work or Dutch comes up with an excuse we'll be back next week 1105 oh, me come up with an excuse if <laughs> you've missed 1400 I'm, oh uh, oh damn oh man we lost we lost Dutch Son of yeah. a bit Oh damn man the connection. Just oh yeah. connect oh, he's or- connection issues just abound. We're gonna have to end this. I'm so sorry. See you, everybody. Bye.